You are now entering the Bloodless. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Ooh, hello. You're on the bright side with Kevin and Jason. I am your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. It's Halloween Halloween. time. It's our Halloween episode. We're doing our very first very special Halloween episode. Yes. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I hope you get lots of candy corn. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the best candy is? Well, I like candy corn. You actually do? I do like candy corn. I like the candy pumpkin. Do you like candy corn all the time or just now? It's mostly just around Halloween. Because I can have about one candy corn per year, and then I'm like, that's enough. Uno candy corn. Done. for the Yeah, and if it's a candy corn pumpkin, that's one too many. That's like I love too the big. candy corn pumpkin. They're too big. They're so squishy. Candy corns are the worst so good. We found the worst candy. <laughs> what is the best candy? I like Skittles. You are fucked up. <laughs> I couldn't eat Skittles chocolate growing up. Skittles are the best up. candy? Are I you... couldn't eat chocolate growing up. Okay, but you can now, you shithead. What's... <laughs> <laughs> like, be a man. What's your favorite candy? I like it has to have chocolate involved. Oh, I like Starburst. No! Starburst! <laughs> Holy crap! I'm a pink okay, Starburst Okay, well, we know world. which house to goddamn avoid this Halloween. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I got candy yet. Well, you will. Though. I will, yeah. Do you get trick-or-treaters We here? do get trick-or-treaters. They're so cute. We have. Must be fun. We, we don't had get a any. family of five little Spider-Mans. Oh. There were five two-year-olds all dressed as Spider-Man. Oh, it's a whole spider litter. I know. I was like... One time, I used to live in a house that had, like, these beveled windows, right? Okay. So it was like the, there were two layers of it, right? Yeah. And there was a spider, a big spider. No. In between the two layers That's one time. terrible. And I sprayed it with some some bug spray, and it fell off of the window and hit the ground. And that's when the hundred little spiders that were on its back spread out everywhere. What? All over the floor. Wait, why were there spiders on its back? Because it was a mother spider, and it had given birth, and all of its little spider... Lings were all over it, and I didn't know that until it hit the ground. So did you, and then spread out through my house as I ran away screaming. Did you burn it down? I had to. I had to move. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most terrifying thing. Wouldn't they have been poisoned too? Or well, yeah, eventually. But you know, it took a moment for it to take effect, and they oh god, yeah, were in some agony for a while before. Yeah, you know. that's um. No, it was horrible. I'm burning down the the neighborhood. Okay, if that happens. Yeah, I'm sure that your little five Spidermen. Children were much cuter. They were adorable. Good, one good. of them had a mask. One of them had their face painted. Yeah. One of them had half mask, half face paint. It was oh. really interesting. <laughs> it was very, like, they had their wants and needs and they fulfilled it. One was hanging from the ceiling and was really invested. Yeah, he that was cool. He, it, was a, it was like a Cirque Soleil show where they nice. had the, like, armband with his hand. Oh, how cool. They, they did damage to the roof. I hope it, it was wasn't like it. the Spider-Man uh, Take Back the Night thing. It's not Take Back the Night, is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Um, but the Broadway show, so none of the kids died, right? Turn out the light. That's it. That's turn it. Turn on the dark. The <laughs> Nobody died at my Halloween. Oh, good, good. <laughs> People make 
questionable choices, but sure, nobody sure. dies. It wouldn't be Halloween without some questionable yeah. choices. I'm hoping for a lot of great costumes. Oh, sure. I, I kind of miss having, you know, uh, a neighborhood. I haven't had that. I've lived in apartments, you know, yeah. with not a lot of kids around, like in West Hollywood and such, for a long time. So maybe we'll get some this year, because we're, we're in a building with more um, families now. Okay, so yeah. I guess we should actually get prepared. I haven't yeah. really done that. But it must be nice to be in a real neighborhood with it's kids. It's so cute. It's fun. And, like, I love when the little babies come and they're dressed as a pumpkin. They have no fucking clue what's going on. And they're so <laughs> overwhelmed. And the mom's like, trick or treat. And I'm like, yes, you get yeah. extra candy because yeah. you're carrying a pumpkin around. <laughs> yes. yes, Halloween is fun. I really enjoy Halloween time, especially at Disneyland. Yeah. Are you doing any, like, fun Halloween things this year? Uh, we're just gonna have some people over. You're doing a Halloween party at your house, yeah, and every right. once in a while, the doorbell will ring. Yeah, and... our new doorbell, our ring doorbell. Oh, you have one of those weird doorbells where you can see people from wherever you are. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, it's because I can't ever hear the door or the doorbell. Mm -hmm. So, this oh, so you way... get like a phone notification yeah, now when now, the doorbell goes it, up. If someone stands in front of the camera, it goes, "There's activity at your front door." Oh, they don't even need to ring the doorbell. Yeah. All right, that's very secure. Yeah. It feels like. I well, when you're deaf. As I am. <laughs> it sounded, that sounded very threatening, Jason. You're like looking forward to the time when I'm deaf. <laughs> well, when you're deaf. Well, when you're deaf, you'll appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> when you too become a deaf person like me. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. This is going to be us on the podcast. What? Who? What? Who? What? Who? <laughs> It'll be like a three hour show. <laughs> That'll be fun. Their content's gone down, but they've gotten louder. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. They're, <laughs> their useful information drops in proportion to their volume level rising, which is fun. <laughs> but anyway, happy Halloween. That's going to be exciting. Happy Halloween. Uh, we are going, I'm excited, because tomorrow we are going to Halloween Horror Nights. My friend David works at Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in the VIP lounge. Doing what? Getting makeup put on him. Getting makeup put on him all night long. Yeah. They do, like, makeup tutorials now for people who pay a lot of money. Oh, thank you. Okay. That, yeah. I just, like, <laughs> no idea. So he gets the makeup on, takes it off. Yeah. Gets it on, takes it off. Like, horror makeup. Yeah. Gory stuff. Yeah. Good times. And he gets paid for a lot of I would of hope hours. so, because yeah. that's, like, you have to actually have that, like, makeup remover on your oh, face a lot. It, it, that can be, skin, like, a lot. He, I mean, he has great skin, and he is, like, you I am fighting the battle. Sure. He's, like, the amount of, you know... Moisturizer, absolutely. It's like the Doctor Who episode. This moisturizes. This, me. yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah I Have know, you seen it yet? I know exactly what you mean. Sure, you're supposed to be watching Doctor Who. I'm working on it. I'm binging something else first, and then I'll get there. No, shut up. So, I mean, as actors, we know how hard it is to get makeup put on you all the time. Yeah, it is a travail. I'll tell you that right. I now. love it. I'm a flincher. Oh, when things come at your eyes. Yes, and. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> I lunged at him. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> um, one Halloween, just a fun little tidbit. Please. One Halloween, I decided to go as a sexy angel. Okay. And I got wings that were like big angel wings. I would hope so. And, uh, and with halo, big feathers. I, guess. Uh, I don't know if I had a halo. I was just a sexy angel. Okay. Um, and Not much of an angel without well, a halo. Though. I wore a mesh crop top. Okay. And these very, very tight white jeans. Sure. And these brown cowboy boots. So I was okay. like a southern angel, I guess. I don't I know. I guess. And um, I'm walking on the street with my friends, some some girls from high school with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm slightly ahead of the pack. And this car full of guys drive by. And they're like, 
damn, check out the ass on the angel. And I turned and I was like, yes. And uh-huh. they were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, you best respect my booty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You almost got touched by a beer can right yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lesser known sequel to Touched by an Angel. Right, exactly. Touched by a beer can. <laughs> Assaulted by a beer can. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Uh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, nice. So, yeah, but uh, I'm excited for... I like all the theme parks at Halloween. They do really fun stuff. And Universal's going to be great, because it's now a tradition with my family, because my mom is coming, my niece is coming, and her friends from high school, and, and my husband, and his brother-in-law, uh, who we call The Wall, because we all hide behind him, and uh, it's going to be super fun. Who are the biggest screamers? Oh, Nick. No question. Yeah. And my mom, but she tends to do a kind of... Woo! <laughs> so she becomes an owl, right? Yeah. So uh, like a like an evil clown will come at her with a chainsaw, and she'll be whoo. And it was really great because one time the <laughs> she got scared by a clown and went whoo, and then the clown right in her face went whoo, and my mom went whoo, and the clown went whoo. <laughs> <And then, laughs> that back and forth for a while. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. So I'm looking forward to more moments like that. Yeah. Yeah, so happy Halloween, everybody, and especially to you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Halloween to our listeners. We hope you have a safe and scary, to your level of scaredness, Halloween. Absolutely. Uh, Shall we jump into the show? Yes, give me some good news. Fantastic. Now, I know that you have a Halloween-themed something coming our way, right? Yes, I do. And I'll tell you, our bright spot this week could not be less Halloween-themed. Great. I'm sorry about that, but I was looking for something Halloween-y to talk about this week, but I just can't get over how funny I think this actual bright spot is. I'm excited. Let's talk about David Schwimmer. Okay. Okay, I know. Okay. I know. He's a decent actor. I love David Schwimmer. Okay. Okay, I used to hate him, but you're supposed to hate him as Ross, because he's the worst. Yeah, he is the worst. But he played it perfectly. He's yeah. great at it. Yes. And now he doesn't need any money, so okay. he only can do, he can just do roles that he wants to do, right? He's on Will and Grace this season as the West Side curmudgeon. He's great. He's just, like, awful, and Perfect. we love him. I love it. Anyway, he did a great thing this week. There was a theft in Blackpool, England. Okay, at a convenience store. Okay. Somebody who looks exactly like David Schwimmer stole a case of beer in England. Okay. Okay? And he shuffled away carrying, like, you know how you get, like, loose beer cans in a cardboard, like, open-top thing, and you can't sort of hold them all, right? And some of the beer's falling off, you know, some of the, you know, sodas or whatever are falling out the side, right? Yeah. You're trying to cradle the thing. So, a guy who looks just like David Schwimmer stole a case of beer from, like, a Blackpool convenience store. Okay. And David Schwimmer, to prove that it wasn't him, uh, his alibi was he was stealing a case of beer from New York at the time. (laughs) (laughs) So, he put an Instagram story of himself wearing exactly the same thing, shuffling out of a convenience store, carrying an exact kind of beer case, right, where all the beers are falling out, right? And as he's running out of the store, he looks up at the camera, which is, like... In a corner of the store, it perched exactly the same way, the security camera that caught this yeah. this Blackpool thief, right? Yeah. He looks up with the exact same expression on his face, you know? And I guess the Halloween connection is he got in a costume, just like the guy yeah. did, all black, right? 
And anyway, it's just wonderful because his alibi is his, it's so David Schwimmery when he looks at the camera and he's like, nobody gets caught the way that David Schwimmer gets caught, right? Yeah. So do yourself a favor and look at the Instagram story of David Schwimmer proving that it wasn't him that stole the case of beer in Blackpool because it's so funny. I just loved it. I can't I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's really funny. And, and I literally LOL'd this week and every time I tried to find something else to talk about that was more Halloween themed, I couldn't because I look back at the David Schwimmer thing and I start laughing again. So... <laughs> Thank He's you, David that. Schwimmer. Thank you, the David Schwimmer. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that is the bright spot this week. And, I love uh, it. Let's jump into the real meat of the show. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Good evening. Good evening. I want to suck your yes blood. Darn it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're going to talk about some fantastic Halloween vampires. Go- oh, we're talking about vampires. But uh, not stupid glittery vampires. No, real vampires. Or even the sexy buffy vampires. No, real vampires I want. Or even the ones who write in diaries. Do vampires write? Oh, the vampire diaries. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, it was a stretch. But no, no, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> the vampires we're going to talk about in particular mm-hmm. are the ones from the New England Vampire Panic. <gasps> is this a real thing? This is a real thing. Fuck yes. In the 19th century. Okay. The, people, is it the 1800s? Yes. Okay. People in New England mistook the illness consumption, or scientifically known as tuberculosis. Sure. As Doc Holliday had that. Yep. As we learned. <laughs> as people being vampires. Okay. Yep. Oh, I could imagine that. Because didn't tuberculosis make you very pale? You were, you were pale. You were thin. Also, you, you died. Had, you died. <laughs> so I was looking for the perfect Halloween tragedy episode, right? I love it. And I'm going to do Is the Salem Witch Trials uh-huh. originally. And I was like, okay, we're going to do that later because there's a lot to touch on. I want to do it right. And... Then I stumbled upon this. Right. So we can, we can do this not right. We can do this badly. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine because it's Halloween episode. No one cares. Well, and nobody, <laughs> nobody knows about this. Okay. And I'm from New England and I didn't know about this. Okay. Fantastic. Right. Let's learn a little bit about tuberculosis. Let's do. Let's do All it. Right. <laughs> so doctors wouldn't know about the uh, bacterial cause of the illness until 1882. Okay. And further still, they wouldn't have treatments for it until the 1940s. Oh, wow. So, during the height... That sucks. That's a long time, like, knowing what the problem is and having having nothing nothing to to meet it with. Oh, shit. You need better air. Yeah. (laughs) You need to be able to breathe. Wow. I know. I know. That's what I'm telling you. (laughs) And in fact, during the height of the vampire panic, tuberculosis would be the number one killer in New England responsible for about one-fourth of all the dead. Holy fuck. Yeah, it was kind of its own little plague. Sure, Just, okay. you know, a little bit of death. You got a real um, tuberculosis problem and it's, in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my neck. Your back. Your pussy. And my crack. Fantastic. Yes! <laughs> I got tuberculosis up my butt. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I have tuberculosis everywhere. I'm just spraying it on everything. Fantastic. <laughs> it's not like scabies, <laughs> which you also have. You get tuberculosis. You get tuberculosis. I'm making it rain tuberculosis in here. What we're learning this week is don't kiss Jason. <laughs> too little, too late for everyone. I really think it's time we get a, a second mic, maybe. No. <laughs> Damn it. It's too late. Um, all right. It also is a terrible way to die. So sure. someone from the 18th century would write, quote, the emaciated figure strikes one with terror. <laughs> the forehead covered with drops of sweat. <sighs> the cheeks painted with a livid crimson. Ooh, the eyes indeed, sunk. Oh. The breath offensive. Oh. Quick and laborious. Well, that's just a that's a judgment call, but okay. And the cough so incessant mm. as to scarce allow the wretched sufferer 
time to tell his complaints. Holy crap. I also like the fact that they're like the wretched sufferer. Well, that does sound fucking wretched. Well, I but mean, they're if you don't have even a time wretched to like... human. It's well, like... no, but I know they're wretched. Like, they're not happy. They're not happy, Maurice. <laughs> Look at you, you wretched ill person. Get out of my sight. No, no, the, the, you the, scallywag. The, the breath thing is a judgment call. That's, that's yeah. a little mean, but it's Your like. breath the... is offensive. <laughs> but wretched. They literally are wretched. Like, they're, they're, their experience is they're wretched. Come on. You offend me with your conjunctivitis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sorry. There's very little I can do about it. It's I'm offended. 18, it's 1882. I got no. I got no toothbrush. I Toothbrushes got... won't be invented for a while. Chew on a stick. Uh, All right. Basically, my insides are rotting. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> basically, tuberculosis was a slow killer. Oh, terrifying to watch. I bet. And it looked like the person was literally having their lives sucked out of them little by little. Okay. Which, you know... It was. Looks like a vampire, I expect. Yeah. Well, and sure. it's like some, they think a vampire could be sucking the life out of people. Absolutely. And then, so these, so the idea is that... Okay, I'm getting it. So okay. the, the idea is that people with tuberculosis are being affected by vampires. They're being, like, attacked by vampires at night. And then when they looking. die, they become vampires. Sure. Because that's how Because that's how is. vampires work. Yeah. No, I get that. I'm a vampire. And now you're a vampire. Okay. I, what I, I'm interested <laughs> in becoming a vampire if the coughing stops. Okay. Honestly. Well, we have a great plan oh, for vam- vampirism. Fantastic. And uh, the first thing is that you will not cough. What are you, running for vampire? <laughs> <laughs> I'm running for the, the uh, role of Dracula. Okay. So I mentioned that they would know about the bacteria in 1882, right? Yes. Well, people in the more rural areas mm-hmm. wouldn't really have a clue about this until much later okay. due to the lack of the internet. Sure. And people not going to the rural areas because what's out there except for, like, serenity and tuberculosis. Sure. It's like, hey, Madge, you want to go on vacation to the rural parts? The rural parts? No, I'd like to go to the city for vacation. Oh, okay. Well, why not the rural parts? Because everyone's dying there. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. To not go there. I mean, it's quiet, but <laughs> I don't want to die. It's not quiet. Everyone's coughing. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So, one of the most famous of vampires mm-hmm. would be Mercy Lena Brown, oh. known as Lena to friends and family. Okay. Mercy Miss Brown, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Which, she sounds pretty nasty. I mean, would if she be, was coughing. Uh, like well, she was wretchedly offensive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she would be exhumed. Oh. Uh, Why? And it would happen in 1892. Why? Well after the discovery of the bacteria. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get to why. Okay. We'll get to how. I think I know how. I mean, they went with shovels. Sure. (laughs) So she lived in a small town in Rhode Island called Exeter. Sure. Others would call it Deserted Exeter. Mm -hmm. I call it Exumer. (laughs) I like that. Thank you. That's a good dad joke. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. It would also be called One of the Border Towns. By people who had no idea where it was or something? I just love the fact that people back then fucking pick on towns like stupid bullies. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, you can't sit with us. Well, it's not like we don't do that anymore, Bridge and Tunnel. I'm sorry, you live in the valley. You don't really have a leg to stand on here. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I have a house for the neighborhood with children that will come trick or treat. That's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear about the gay guys who moved to the valley? No. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Shady rude. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Uh, I love and you. I love coming here because it's quiet. It is quiet. And except rural. for the tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the reason the town was so empty mm-hmm. 
was because... Everyone was dying from yeah. tuberculosis. <laughs> yes, we get it. Well, that and the farming fields were shitty and full of rocks. Oh, great. So... Well, it sounds like a really nice place to be. If that wasn't enough, most of the men died in the Civil War. Okay. So those who survived... God, what a shithole. ...came back and then fled the town to go west to work on the new railroad. Right, because they're like, this is a shithole. Yeah, they like, grow anything. Yeah. There's vampires everywhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I would be like, yes, vampire, come for me, bitch. And then I would start voguing. Yeah. I think they would just stone me to death. It probably would. Yeah. You would. You wouldn't die from tuberculosis. You would die from drowning because yeah. you were a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so Exeter, the mm-hmm. town, in 1820 would have 2,500 people in it. Okay. By the time that Mercy would die... In 1892, right? Right. The town would have only 961 people in it. Oh, jeez. So that's quite in the red. Okay, so from, like, no farming to, like, going west, young man, to the tuberculosis, to the yeah. vampires everywhere, the town was not doing well. Not doing great. Got it. The president of the Exeter Historical Association mm-hmm. is quoted saying, quote... There's nobody here! <laughs> <laughs> Basically... <laughs> <laughs> She's quoted saying, some sections looked like a ghost town. Okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> While they're living there. Which is crazy. Like, can you imagine living in a town and having part of your town look like a ghost town? I can't, but you live in the valley, so you tell me. <sighs> People live here. <laughs> I'm sorry. The gays are coming in and we're making it our own. I love it. <laughs> yes, please. You're on the cutting edge of gentrification. We love Yes, it. I am helping to destroy the world. I just make fun of you and your town whenever I can. Of you course. Know, your valiness. Okay. All right. So anyway, <laughs> Mercy Lena Brown's family. Okay. The Browns. The Browns. Sure. Lived on the edge of town. Sure. At the edge of the border town. They were on the edge of a border town? Yeah. God, how passe. I know. They would have a small house with a tiny plot of land, mm-hmm. only about 30 to 40 acres. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I live on one-eighth of a half of an acre. <laughs> so it sounds like a lot. I live in 200 square feet. <laughs> I feel ooh. like, yeah, ooh, you've got so much leg room. Yeah, only leg room. Yeah. You have room for your legs. Well, I have it. legs for days, so. <laughs> and for nights. Yes. You have the ass of an angel, we've learned. Yes, I do. My ass fell from heaven. <laughs> oh, that's what that sound was. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yeah, it sounded like that, yeah. (laughs) All right. So the family consisted of Mary Eliza, Mm -hmm. mom, George, dad, Mm -hmm. Mary Olive, eldest daughter, Mm -hmm. Edwin, older, I think, brother, and Mercy. Okay. All right, so that's the family. Mm -hmm. Well, in December of 1882, Mercy's mother, Mary Eliza, Mm -hmm. got sick and then died. Okay. The following year, Mary Olive would die at the age of 20. Mm -hmm. Her obituary was sweet and hopeful. Oh, it would say, nice. quote, the last few hours she lived was of great suffering, oh. yet her faith was firm and she was ready for the change. Oh. Yes, we can. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she was uh, Obama's first supporter. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. I'm uh, ready for the change. Yes. Well, I'm old, so I'm about to go through menopause. Menopause. You better get hot flashes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've only ever had hot flashes, flashes of hotness all yeah. my life. <laughs> Just flashes. <laughs> so the, the fact that she knew it was coming and chose what I ha- assume was her favorite hymn for her funeral was kind of sweet as well, a little spooky. What was her f- favorite hymn? It was called One Sweetly Solemn Thought. Okay, so on her deathbed she planned her funeral? Yep. That's nice. 
I mean, there's a part of me that's kind of like, that could be kind of cool to do, because then you know that your funeral is the way you want it. Mm-hmm. But there's also part of me that's like, I hope I get, like, just die and I don't have any warning. Exactly. I want it to be sudden and painless, and then I want to be, I want to lie in state. In state? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, at the Capitol building, uh, oh. surrounded by my weeping supporters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We can make that happen. Thanks. Yeah. Wait, which part? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the quick and painless part yeah. of your death. Yeah. We can make that happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So a few years after both Marys would die, uh-huh. Edwin would fall ill mm-hmm. and people were shocked because he was big and husky. He's big and husky. We, yeah. Husky. He's in big, his husky 20s. Edwin. Yeah. He's, a, he's a strong... He's strapping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to roll and tumble in the hay. Mm. Yeah. He can't get sick. Yeah. If he does, it's probably a vampire doing it. So, <laughs> he would leave town and headed for Colorado Springs. Edwin left town while yeah. sick. Okay. This was for medical reasons, because mm-hmm. the climate there was kinder, I guess. I guess. Uh, and he... I think he was just going for focus on the family. I think he was going for conversion therapy. Oh, God. They're based there, so that's why that's I think that. terrible. He should just be proud to have it up the butt. Well, you know, it was, it was a different time. They hoped it would make him feel better. Okay. All right. In 1891, Mercy would fall prey to tuberculosis. Wasn't the idea, like... That sucks. But also, uh, wasn't the idea like that he wanted a different environment, right? Right. Like they thought that, that the air was bad or whatever. That yeah. That he needed drier climates or higher climates or wetter climates. Probably not wetter climates, but or something. You right? either went to the ocean because the salt air was good for you yeah. or you went to drier, I think. Okay. Because the wet climate that wasn't salt water was like weird. Okay. So climate. that was the thinking. And that, like, yeah. Like, that's why, yeah. And there'd, there'd be like sanitation. Sanitariums, isn't it? Yes. Or sanatoriums? I can't remember. I can never remember the difference between a sanitarium and a sanatorium. Please but add us. One of them is for tuberculosis, I think. And one of them is for insane for people. crazy people. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, it's a big difference. It's an important distinction. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to have tuberculosis and then book yourself into the wrong clinic. And then you get there and everyone's crazy and then they all get tuberculosis. Right. And that's now they're terrible. crazy and, and they have with tuberculosis. tuberculosis. Yeah. Oh, man, that's terrible. So, How wretched. And defensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in 1891, Mercy would fall prey to this tuberculosis, right? Sure. But hers was a special kind called galloping. What? This means... Galloping tuberculosis? That when you get infected, it lies dormant for years. Oh. So she probably got it when her mother got it. Oh. But then when it does hit, it hits fast and dirty. Holy shit. Basically, it kicks in the balls real quick, and instead of potential years of death, you die in weeks. Holy fuck. So it's just like instant death. Right, sure. Yeah. That's not it's like, fun. Hey there. I'm tuberculosis. Oh, hi. I it'd think be, you... It'd be a shame if uh, you wanted to go slow, because <laughs> I only go fast. Wow. <laughs> you do not have my consent <laughs> for this. Tuberculosis doesn't care. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, a doctor who came to see her would be quoted in a newspaper that this was, quote, her last illness, and, quote... Her last illness? Yeah. This is the one that's going to get her? Yeah. He quoted this in the newspaper? Yep. Holy crap. And he also, quote, informed her father that further medical aid was useless. Holy shit, man. Right. What? What? Excuse me. Have you ever heard of doctor-patient confidentiality? <laughs> Who goes to the goddamn daily register? And it was like, yeah, Mary's going to die. Yeah. What a shithead Can doctor that, that is. press conference? Yeah. <laughs> what did she look like? Very bad. Okay, okay. What what symptoms does she have? She has all of the symptoms of tuberculosis. Symptoms. Oh no. How how many illnesses? What do you mean? Oh, oh, this will be the last one she ever gets. Oh, I don't know God. what she's had before, but this will be her last. Is illness. there anything that, that can be done to help and her? And I don't say that because I'm going to cure it. I say that because she's going to die. <laughs> 
Yowza. Mercy would die on January 17th, 1892, at the age of 19. I never saw that coming. 19? Yeah. She was only 19. And unlike her sister, Mm -hmm. she didn't get that nice and hopeful of an obituary. No, she had galloping tuberculosis. Like, Mary, we're going to plan your... Oh, never mind. Yep. I've got this covered. How rude and offensive that you would die before we could write your obituary. That is wretched. Yeah. Her obituary was super brief and it would say, quote, Miss Lena Brown, who has been suffering from consumption, died Sunday morning. That's it. So tuberculosis was also called consumption. Yeah. Cool. Because it consumed you from within. Oh, is that why it's called that? Yeah. <gasps> Holy shit. That's yes. Happy oh. Halloween. Yeah. It's consuming that you. That is creepy as fuck. Yes. So, <laughs> anyway, Edwin actually achieved remission from his tuberculosis. Really? While in Colorado. Oh. But eventually it well, caught... he was husky and big. Oh, my God. Yes, so he was. Trapping healthy. Yeah. There's a lot of cake to eat. Mm, what? His ass. Oh. A lot of cake. Is that a thing? Your yeah. ass is called cake. Is that the ki- what the kids are saying? Yeah. Oh, Rihanna cool. had a whole song. Cake, 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 cake. Come and put your name on it. Mm-hmm. Put your name. It's, she wants them to come on her ass. Oh. That's what I assume it means. That's what you assume? That's what you just assume it means? You don't know this for sure and you assume it means that? Well, I know cake is your butt. Okay. I got these cakes. Maybe she actually wants signatures. You don't know, is my point. Yeah. You know them better than I do, because yeah. you're young. Yeah. I am an old person, so Maybe. I thought cake meant cake. Well, we need new words for it. What, what's wrong with ass? It's just aggressive as opposed to cake, which sounds delicious. It does sound good, actually. Come eat my that, cake. But that's why I'm confused, because I think cake has a different meaning, and that one, one, one I quite enjoy. Although I don't unenjoy that. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> so Edwin would bring his delicious cake back from Colorado <laughs> after the tuberculosis caught up with him. Okay. And he would return home as Mercy was dying oh. because he too was dying. So he wanted to see her one last time. I thought he got better. He he got to remission. But then he went back to Rhode Island and got sick again because of the bad air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A local newspaper would write, quote, If the good wishes and prayers of his many friends could be realized, friend Eddie would speedily be restored to perfect health. Right. Because prayer makes anything good happen. I'm submitting an op-ed to this paper, okay? Get out of these people's business! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I love Would you it. please report on the crops or something? Yeah. I mean, isn't there an election you can talk about? <laughs> this is fucking... Why is the family's business your, your news? I love this, like, People magazine. Come on, New England, do yeah. better! Yes! Oh, it's just, like, gossip rags. Yeah. And, and they're just like, who's gonna die next? Yes, exactly. Tune in next week. Fucking A. It's like, yeah. Paper. Why do you... Uh, I don't want to know this about my neighbors. Little Jimmy's on the edge. <laughs> we, we knew that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, the neighbors of the Brown family were a bit annoyed with the idea that prayers alone could solve the issue at hand. Okay. Not as annoyed as the Brown family was at having reporters there all the time, yeah. but okay. They were spooked that their own families might become ill and mm. die, and they wanted to nip this in the bud. Sure. Okay. They don't think that the tuberculosis is doing a pretty good job of taking care of that family? Well, yes. Okay. But they went over to the Brown house and had an intervention. Well, goddamn, if you don't want tuberculosis, the first thing you do is don't go to that house. I just love the idea of an intervention for you. We are, we're worried about you with your tuberculosis. We really you need think to stop that this. you need to stop having tuberculosis. <laughs> It's not good for you. It's really self-destructive. Yeah. You're making terrible choices in choosing to have tuberculosis. <coughs> okay, you're coughing at me now. I feel very attacked. <laughs> All right. 
That's so There's a, We know about a place you can go. It's Colorado. Yeah. It's a, either a sanatorium or a sanitatium. We're not sure what it is. But There's whether you're a, sick or crazy, it's fine with us. Yeah, either way. It's away from us. Get away. Uh, and you're making bad choices. I've written a letter on how it affects me. Yeah. So during this intervention, they basically convinced Mercy's dad... To stop being sick. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, this was after she died. Oh. They convinced him that they should be allowed to dig up Mercy and both of the Marys and exhume them. Because they think they're vampires? Yep. Okay. They wanted to see if there was still fresh blood in their hearts, and if there was, deal with them to save the living. How do you deal with them? We're going to get there. So their idea was that the Marys were leaving their graves at night to attack... Nearby people. Yes. So they need to take care of that issue. Yes. All right. That's fucked up. But if you believe that vampires are real, and if you, you know, I think that, you know, this is a pretty logical way to deal with it. Sure. Okay. So anyway, the dad... (laughs) Not to rain on your fuck these people parade, but sure. (laughs) Mr. Brown didn't believe in this. Okay. He's like, they died of tuberculosis. Right. Like, everyone needs to... Chill the fuck out. Right. So, okay. They basically suggested to him that they thought that Mercy and the Marys were still alive and they were feasting on Edwin's life force. Oh. So George finally oh, relented. Oh, that's why Edwin got sick again when yeah. he came back after having been cured, but he came back to where the vampires were. Exactly. Mm. So George relented, allowed them to dig them up and disturb his family so they would leave him the fuck alone. Good he's God. like, He's like, I can't take it anymore. The Parkers just keep coming over him being like, can we dig up your family? And can we do shit to your dead bodies of your family? I guess, I mean, maybe you hit a breaking point with that kind of thing. I think that I'd be pretty much a no. Yeah. Uh, You can't dig up my wife and a burner. Yeah. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a hard pass. It's a hard pass. So, all right. Heath's not a believer in this magic hocus pocus, But we really want to dig up your wife and burner. Damn it, Joe. We really, really want to, though. I don't want you to dig up my wife. But I want to. All right, fuck it. It's really important to me. Just do it. It's me living my best self. Okay, go live your best self away from me. Thank you. (laughs) I'm just going to take your dead wife with me real quick. Okay. So, he's not a believer in this magic hocus pocus, right? Right. But he's like, I need to live next to these people, and I don't want them coming after me. He gave in. His one requirement, though, was Mm -hmm. that a doctor be present at the autopsy to do it. Okay. He didn't want just anyone cutting up their bodies. He's like, science needs to be No, you don't want that. Yeah. Sure. And he would not attend. rando exhuming and cutting up your wife and child. Also, you don't want to be there for that. I've come into town. I'm going (laughs) to cut up this bitch. (laughs) Used to be a patent uh, medicine salesman, but now... I just cut up dead people. That's right. Now (laughs) I'm a vampire killer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I am. Yeah, so he wouldn't attend because he's like, I don't want to watch my fucking wife and daughters be cut up. Coward. (laughs) Kidding. So the exhumation of a vampire... Would vary from location to location. Okay. You see, the first family oh, a members. Way to do it now. Yeah. Okay, great. The first family members to die from tuberculosis would be called a vampire. That was sucking the life from their family. Okay. So the family and neighbors would participate in these ceremonies to stop and kill the vampires. Okay. Some people thought that all you had to do was dig up the person and flip over the body. Oh. That's it. Because if oh. a vampire wakes up on their stomach, I guess it's like a turtle and they can't turn over. I don't think these people have a proper understanding of like self-preservation. Yeah, I mean, digging up someone that died of tuberculosis and then touching it, probably going to give you tuberculosis. <laughs> but I mean, if you're digging up people in order to kill them again, I actually don't care what happens to you. Darwinism. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this particular practice would happen often in Maine and in Massachusetts. Okay. The this more is a common gentle, thing? Yes. Holy hell. In Connecticut, Vermont, and Rhode Island, however, they would take it a step further. Okay. Rhode Island's always got to prove something. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. What they would do is they would take out the dead person's heart and burn it. Okay. Sometimes they would have the family inhale the smoke to be cured. What? <laughs> oh. This stuff would also happen in Europe as well. Yeah, all the best ideas start there. Yeah. <laughs> they would start taking a step further from that, and they would behead the dead person uh-huh. and then wrap the feet in thorns. Why? I guess, like, vampires can't stand on thorns? I'm sorry, what is the... I mean... Look, you've taken out the heart of a dead person and burnt it. Like, you don't think that that's enough? <laughs> I also that's like enough. The, so here's the thing. If the vampire's going to come back to life, right? Mm-hmm. Just putting thorns in his feet, it's like, the vampire's not stupid. It's well, just going to take the thorns off. But without a head, how's it going to know? Like, it's even got... Because it won't have, like, the brainstem to let it know that its feet are hurting in any kind of but way. But then it's so just walking anyway. It'll wander around and fall over, but it won't understand why it fell over, right? I guess. I think that the taking off the head and the thorns thing was probably so that when it does show up, you can really easily identify it as a vampire. Oh. It's like, oh, that person is walking around without a head and falling a lot. That's yes. probably a vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that... So that's just a helpful, like, visual clue... To the people. Mm -hmm. As I said, most of the time, it would be a quiet family and friends affair, right? Oh, sure. An intimate little... There were canapes. Well... Nice. In Vermont... You know, we'd have cocktails. They would have uh, a few very public and well-attended vampire exhumations. Oh. Yeah. Well, sure. You want to make it like a block party. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want it just to be an intimate little affair. Right. You know, you want to, you know, burn your wife and... (laughs) And children in front of the whole, you know, invite the... Make right. it a community thing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Have a hot dog? <laughs> yep. Got to have a hot dog while you watch someone's heart burn. Yeah, exactly. All right, so in 1793, yes. over 500 locals would turn out for a heart burning at the local blacksmith's forge in Manchester. It was like a Tuesday. There was nothing else going on. Yeah. Sure. One of the local... They did it at a blacksmith's forge? Yeah. Nice. They're like, we really got to burn it. Bring your horseshoes while you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's those like, fixed right up. Burn one heart, get one horseshoe free. Absolutely. It's a b- burn a one, buy one. Big day at the Macy's. Yeah. So one of the ta- the local town historians is quoted in Smithsonian Magazine saying, quote, Timothy Mead mm-hmm. officiated at the altar in the sacrifice to the demon vampire who it was believed was still sucking the blood of the then-living wife of Captain Burton. Jesus. It was the month of February and good slaying. <laughs> That's the quote. Good slaying to you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was easy for people to come because it was snowy so they could hook up their sleigh. Oh, my God. And so everyone's like, let's go. Yeah. Down to the vampire burning. Yeah. This particular burning would start when Rachel Harris died in 1790 of tuberculosis. Okay. Her husband, Captain Isaac Burton, would go on and marry her stepsister, Holda, the next year. Okay. Holda got sick shortly after. Okay. So off to Exumer they went. Oh, so they thought the original wife was doing it. Yeah, she's like, how dare you marry my stepsister? Vampires being not just bloodthirsty, but also very jealous. Very jealous, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is my dick! And petty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So during the ceremony... Mm-hmm. They would preserve some of Rachel Harris's organs. The the, woman they who, would take out the organs of the, like, quote, vampire? Yeah, the tuberculosis dead person. Okay. They would take out some of the organs for Holda to have for medicine. Like keepsakes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like a lucky rabbit's foot, but it's yeah. a lucky colon. Fantastic. That's yeah. nice. That's, that's her appendix. This is she my never, lucky colon. She never needed it in life, yeah. and now it's She doesn't so need it in death. Precious to yeah. So they gave it to her for medicine, but Holda would die that September. Sorry, they fed the organs to the currently sick stepsister wife person? Yes. Why? To cure her. How? Because somehow that would cure you. I'm sorry. If anybody... Okay, public service announcement. (laughs) If anybody comes to you claiming to be a doctor and tries to feed you the organs of a dead person, that is not how organ donation works, okay? (laughs) Say no. Just say no. (laughs) I need a new heart. (laughs) Well, I happen to have one that I dug up out of it from Hollywood (laughs) forever. So, after this happened, after Holda died, right, Uh the townsfolk were like, oh, Rachel's not a vampire. She was a witch. Thank God, logic. Like, finally, (laughs) some cooler heads are prevailing. Thank God. There would be another large gathering in 1817 in Woodstock, Vermont. Daniel Ransom was there. He was three. And his brother was at Dartmouth and died of tuberculosis. Okay. And when he was brought home... His father believed in burning the heart to save the others in the family. Well, that's just logical. Daniel would write, quote, It was said that if the heart of one of the family who died of consumption was taken out and burned, Mm -hmm. others would be freed from it. Sure. And father, having some faith in the remedy, had the heart of Frederick taken out after he had been buried, Mm -hmm. and it was burned in Captain Pearson's blacksmith forge. Okay, thank you. I love that everyone's doing this in a blacksmith, by the way. Well, that's where the hottest fire is going to be. Yeah. (laughs) So it's already ready most of the time, so it's just toss the heart in there. Yeah. And also, you can get some nails. Yeah. Why you because you need nails? It's a, a kill two birds with one stone. Absolutely, it's yeah. like you're going to the store anyway. <laughs> yeah. Bring the heart. Yeah. yeah. So Daniel's mother, sister, and two brothers would still die of consumption after this. Mm. So it didn't work. I don't get that because they really attacked it with science and logic. So I don't understand. Well, you know what? It's probably a vampire. It's probably a vampire. Okay, so cool. Yeah. Except that they tried to fix that situation by burning the heart. Maybe they got the wrong vampire. They just... Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was I thinking? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, like, there can only be one vampire. Let's dig up some other people. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Sorry. Vampires are pack hunters. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Henry David Thoreau mm. would hear about Daniel's brother's case mm-hmm. and would write about his dislike of it in his journal. Okay. The passage from his journal in 1859 reads, quote, The savage in man is never quite eradicated. Hmm. I have just read of a family in Vermont who, several of its members having died of consumption, just burned the lungs and heart and liver of the last deceased in order to prevent any more from having it. Hmm. There were larger gatherings in Vermont versus a place like Rhode Island because more people lived per capita in Rhode Island versus Vermont. Okay. So, like, there's less things to do in Vermont, and everyone's like, well, I guess we're going to have a public, you know, vampire burning. (laughs) All right, just another Tuesday. Jesus Christ, read a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there might be not a lot to do, but come on, just uh, take a like a stroll in the countryside. Doesn't mean you have to jump right to burning hearts, right? So, Fuck. okay, so I get bored sometimes too. Yeah, that, you know, look at Tumblr. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. So that's basically how the vampire exhumations go, right? Okay. So let's jump back to the Brown family. All right. So because okay. um, now we've, we have we're talking to go... about the overall context, and now we're jumping back to uh, the Brown family specifically, where they're about to dig up Mercy and the Marys. Okay, I loved them. That '60s group. And yeah, that... <laughs> Mercy and the Marys. Yeah, so good. <laughs> so on March seventeenth, eighteen ninety-two, only two months after Mercy had been placed in a storage crypt, they basically brought her out and. And dug the Marys up. What is a storage crypt? So a storage crypt 
is when it's cold and you can't dig the earth. Holy crap. It's the temporary... If you die in winter, we're going to keep you here and God will freeze you and, and, and protect you until we can until the ground thaws and we can put you in it. Yes. That's a thing that existed. Yeah. Okay. So, George, as we know, did not go to the ceremony. Mm-hmm. But the local doctor, a ton of villagers, and a member of the press would go. Of course. That same goddamn reporter <laughs> who cannot leave these people alone. Like, yeah. they hounded them to death and then passed that. Yeah. Okay. The Providence Journal would send a reporter to watch the freak show. Good basically. Lord. Okay. At this time, most people who knew about this kind of practice were mortified by it. Yeah, okay. Because it wasn't scientific. No. And it wasn't Christian. No. So it was a freak show to be sold. Yeah. Yeah, I just hate people that, like, try to make a thing like this into entertainment. Wait. What? I mean, uh, I get it. Yeah. They're just doing their job. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so first came up uh, the Marys. What? They first dug up the Marys. Okay. Both of them had decayed an acceptable amount, according to the villagers and the doctor. Acceptable amount? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, so they're looking for someone who hasn't decayed. If you have not rotted away... Then you're a vampire. You're a vampire because you're keeping too well. Yeah. Mm. So they checked out, and they were not believed to be the vampire preying off of Edwin's life force. Yeah, this is horrible. Not not, not who we're looking for. Yep. All right, good. <laughs> yep. Her, her arm fell off. Yep, yep. yep. That she, checks out. Yep. That's legit. It's important to note that apparently... I, I just love it. They're like, we're looking at rotted away corpses and we're like whew yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was worried yeah Oh, this like, is this is a good one. You know, examine your choices, man. Yeah. Examine your life. This this body's crumbly. You've gone real astray <laughs> at some point, all right? This is not what you should be doing with yourself. Um, it's important to note that during this time, none of the people would say the word vampire. Okay. And the reason that it was called a vampire dealing is because the reporter is the one who used the language. Okay. What um, did they call her? They were just like, it's undead spirit okay. stuff. I don't know. It was like still... If, just as bad. It was implying vampire. Right, I get it. But they're like, if we don't say it, it isn't. Right. Like the Walking Dead won't say zombies. Right. Right. But, but we, we all know, know it's zombies. what we're yeah. talking about. So then they come to Mercy. Mm-hmm. Now, a reminder that Mercy Lena Brown had only died two months ago. And it was cold. And it was the middle of the winter in New England. I see where this is going, and I do not approve. Yeah. I also love the fact that they won't dig up a grave for her because it's too cold. Mm-hmm. But they're like... We still have to dig up those old dead fucks just to make sure. If They're you, being thorough, Jason, okay? But if you think about it, if they can dig up two bodies... Yeah. In the dead of winter. In the dead of winter, they could have dug one hole and put her in it. Which they would have had to dig up again in two months anyway. So <sighs> the, I think they really saved a lot on labor here. All right. Well, basically... I admire their New Englandness in they, this situation. It was very, you know, a stiff upper lip situation. Yeah. So like, they, frozen stiff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, they go get her from a freezer to look at her. Sure. So, shocker of shockers, she was found to still look fresh as the day she died. Oh, dear. So, she's, she's definitely the vampire. Now a suspect. Yeah, of course. And the a doctor... suspect. Give my prank. <laughs> <laughs> There's she's, something fishy here. She's the prime suspect. So, <laughs> the doctor had a job to do. Mm-hmm. So, he cut her open and removed her heart and liver. Okay. When he cut open her heart... He found blood clots, the way that tuberculosis clots, Mm -hmm. and confirmed it. She's confirmed vampire now. Yep. Great. So they declare that she was, in fact, undead. Yes. And she was the reason that Edwin was sick. Okay. Now, mind you, Mercy got sick after Edwin. Oh. Technically, if you remember. Well, sure. Well, her mother had been the vampire before that. I guess. Don't worry about it, okay? There's no problem with the timeline. It's just fucked up bullshit. She's a vampire. There's no problem with the timeline. It's just... Nope. 
This is science. I'm talking about science. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. but I'm talking about science. Well, this is the world that burns women at the stake for being a witch. So uh, Yeah, but only if they're witches. Yeah. <laughs> they should probably stop, you know, practicing witchcraft. They would have a lot fewer problems, yeah. probably. If you just get married. Yeah. And stop having pets. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so they would take her heart and her liver. And they would... You sound really happy about this. You are super, like, you're like a kid in a candy store. Like, it's you're such like, a took fucked her up story. Yes. yes, it is. They would take it and place it on a nearby rock, okay. and they would burn them. Shoot. Okay. They would then take the burnt remains and add them to water to form the most fucked up kind of protein drink that you can think of. No. To heal Edwin. No. Yep. They fed it to Edwin? Yep. How? Why did he agree to this? Because he's dying, and why not well, try it? all right, sure. So, basically, oh. I just like the idea of drinking the shit that has the bacteria that's already killing you Mm-mm. is not going to cure you. Mm-mm-mm. So, it was said that after he drank it... I, why, if somebody came to me with the burnt remains of my sister and offered it to me, you know, with some nice acai <laughs> in a blended little smoothie, yeah. you know, even if it was really purple and really nice looking, you know, I'm going to go, no! I'm not drinking my dead fucking sister. Yeah. Did you hear about this kid who just fed her dead grandmother in cookies to her middle school class? No, wait, yes, what? Yes, this happened. Okay, here's a Halloween story for you. This girl took cookies to class and they were, her dead grandmother's ashes were baked into the cookies. What? And she fed them to people. On purpose. Yes, this happened like a couple of weeks ago. Why? There's my bright spot. What? I don't know. It's fucked up. I don't know what the motive is. Why is it a bright spot? It's not. Oh. It's horrible. It's a very dark spot. So you're being sarcastic? Yes. Okay, good. But it's really a Halloween-y kind of story. But, I mean, Ooh, this really happened. Yes. Uh, so it's 2018, so we're still doing shit like this. Well. Although she's just... I don't know what that is. That is like, that's not mass hysteria. That needs a sanatorium. That's, that's very personalized Therapy, hysteria. Therapy, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So... They basically thought if he drank it, it would cure him. Okay. And the undead couldn't affect him anymore. Okay. They would later bury Mercy when the ground thawed at the cemetery of the Baptist Church in Exeter. Keep in mind that there wasn't a whole body once they were done with her. No. So they buried what was left of her. Sure. And, uh... Did Edwin get better? No. Okay. Well... Edwin died. What? Shortly after. All right. You know what that means. That the vampire thing's a hoax. No, it means there's more vampires we have to track down. No, it's a problem. I'm talking science! (laughs) All right. So, not everyone in New England was into this whole vampire shit, right? Good. In fact, most people... Not Thoreau, certainly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, most people were like, this is not okay. Yeah. And all the people in the cities were like, this is not scientific, and it's really weird. This is why we don't do rural vacations. Yeah. And it wouldn't really break the national news, this vampire stuff wouldn't be national news, until Mercy. Hmm. Because up till then, most people who knew about this shit only knew because they had visited the rural areas, mm-hmm. or and they were, were always like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, for a very short time. Yeah. <laughs> they were back the fuck home. Yeah. In fact, most civilized people were like, this is not our doing. Okay. England was like, this is a USA thing. And the USA was like, we came from you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try and say that this is not your uh, thing. Talk to France, okay? Because they're cutting heads off and putting thorns around the feet, all yeah. right? We didn't invent this shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just perfected it. Right. So the Boston Daily Globe on January 27th, 1896, mm-hmm. actually made fun of the people from Rhode Island for their vampire beliefs Ooh. with an article that showed off how silly it was. Oh, 
don't do that to Rhode Islanders. They even drew. They've got a complex about this kind of thing. They even drew an image of a member of the anti-vampire party. Well, okay. What did that look like? I don't know. Just a person. Who's supposed to be a real dig? Oh, I guess so. As they dig up someone to burn them. <laughs> Sick burn globe. In 1896, a theater company was touring the United States, and they had a stage manager by the name of Bram Stoker. What? Yep. Okay. Now, Bram was also, at the Bram time... Bram Stoker was a stage manager? Yeah. Oh. He was an aspiring novelist at the time. Sure. How'd that go? Uh, yeah, well, well. <laughs> he happened to see a newspaper clipping about the Mercy story. Really? And in 1897, a year later, Dracula was a hit around the world. You're kidding. Yeah. So. Okay. There are people who claim that Lucy is based on Mercy as her two names, Lena and Mercy, merge perfectly into Lucy. Mm. Um, And when she is exhumed, a doctor does it just the way that Mercy had it done. Okay. In the story. Okay. Now, people argue that there's no way that he could have written Dracula that fast with her information. That's crazy. But uh, I'm like... Stallone wrote Rocky in a weekend. Yeah, I'm like, have you met writers who are inspired? Yeah. Totally possible. Plus, he could have been missing that piece of the book, and, and that completed it. Yeah. Either way, I think it's very plausible. Perfect. Mercy would be featured in H.P. Lovecraft's The Shunned House. It's a short story where a man is haunted by dead relatives. Okay. And there's a character in it who is alive, ironically, named Mercy. Why is that ironic? Well, she's dead. She was dead in real life. Yeah, but she's alive. But in the book, she's alive. Yeah. It's ironic. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it ironic? (laughs) It's like vampires (laughs) when you don't want to die. Tuberculosis (laughs) in that peach pie. (laughs) <laughs> Eat your brother's liver. <laughs> Life is a funny way of sneaking up on you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so now Mercy is not the only person to have had this happen to her, obviously. No, uh, I it guess happened they all over to, the place, yeah, they right? Had to, like refine the technique. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And they put it down by her. They're still finding people who were desecrated to this day. Aye. In nineteen ninety, a bunch of kids who were playing in Griswold, Connecticut mm-hmm. found a bunch of graves. Oh, I see. They'd run home to tell their moms and the mom was like, Oh yeah, sure, baby. Sure. Uh, you have a great imagination. And then he went back and came back with a skull. And oh. she's like, what the ever-living fuck? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it turns out they built their house on an Indian burial ground. Uh, <laughs> Carol Ann disappeared. We never saw her again. Yeah. So they went to the police, mm-hmm. and they originally thought that it was the infamous serial killer Michael Ross is doing. Okay, sure. Um, I know nothing about him, but I'm sure he's a topic for another well, day. Well, he's infamous. Yeah, but they found that the bones were over a century old based on how brown they were. Okay. And how decayed and everything. Sure. I don't know these Now, things. it was an excavation site, right? Sure. And they found 29 graves. Okay. Most of them were standard graves, and a lot of them were children, which was sad. Oh. But then they got to the fourth grave and found a crypt. Oh. At the bottom of the crypt, they found a skeleton. Yeah. And the skull had been beheaded, and the thigh bones, along with said skull, were laid to rest in a pattern along the ribs. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, they dismantled this person? Yes. After it was a skeleton already? Yes. So Nick, They went back and found... Oh. So Nick Bellatoni, the Connecticut State archaeologist, is yeah. quoted saying, quote, It looked like a skull and crossbones motif, a Jolly Roger. Like in the middle of the body. I'd never seen anything like it. Oh my yep. god. And they would learn through science 
that the beheading and stuff happened five years after the burial. Oh, my God. They think that it was a part of the Jewett City Vampire Scare in Connecticut in 1854, where they did this to a few people. Some people. Yeah. Well, no, let's let's not say people. Vampires. They did this to vampires. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's not impugn people. Okay. They did this when it was necessary, scientifically. Yeah. Because the vampires were killing people. And uh, so basically, they're still finding graves like this to this day. Part of the reason is, is that in New England, graves weren't in big graveyards people when they died and <laughs> wherever they you just, fall that's where we bury yeah basically sure. <laughs> and um because of the news that the mercy lena brown story got uh-huh. she would actually be the last of the vampires to be exhumed and would ultimately end the panic you're kidding that was basically the final one because, like because it like it, it was so horrific and everyone's right. like you're all so dumb it became national news and yeah. the nation was like what the fuck yeah no 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 yes <laughs> okay cool and, uh, <laughs> thank god it's like you know the truth dies in darkness so it's right. It was all like really local stuff until it went wide, and everyone was like, "No, no, 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 no. yeah." Putting a little kibosh on this, okay? Yeah. There's a bacteria. There's no vampires. Yeah. Woo. Um. So George Brown would die in 1922. Sure. Okay. And he is still survived by family in Exeter. Okay. They're still part of the Brown family, still alive. Did he die of tuberculosis? Nope. Or? Nope. He just died. Some of the people. Some people just didn't get tuberculosis, sure. which is amazing. Sure. I'm like, I get every chest infection, so I would be the first to go. <laughs> oh, no. I got people digging me up left and right. They're yeah. like, he's still a vampire. Are you personally, is, is this hitting home for you? Is this? I'm so scared for when, when... I die that someone's going to cut my body up. Now you are. Yeah. Well, this is a really good, like, this is a very good Halloween yes. story. Yes, and it's like, ooh, we're going to come and dig, dig you, you up. And then feed you to, to your, your husband. Siblings, yes. <laughs> uh, so sightseers who visit the burial site of Mercy Brown to this day will leave offerings. Oh. Plastic vampire teeth. A heart. And jewels, <laughs> such as the butterfly charm necklace. Sure. Some people will leave flowers or cough drops. And, oh, for the coughing. Yeah. And one time there was a note left that would read, quote, you go, girl. <laughs> That was in the 90s. Do we need to mention that? Yeah. <laughs> so what is the bright side? Hey! hey I don't it. know, because it's very dark shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it, though. This yeah. is a really good Halloween it's, topic. It's a weird topic, right? Yes, it's so good for our first yeah. ever special Halloween edition. Yeah. I love it. I, it's going to be scary. What it's is the bright side? Well, I think, obviously, one of the bright sides is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Right? That's a huge bright side. Yes. Also... Because that's a great piece of very creepy, wonderful fiction. Scientists also have learned a lot about humans and what reasonable and otherwise rational people are willing to do when they're desperate. I guess so. This is like it, really goes toward the like mob mentality like right. from a psychological perspective. Because there were plenty of people who didn't want to do this, but they're like, we are all out of options. Might yeah. as well try it. Right. Because maybe it'll work. Wait. And we now know a lot about tuberculosis and what it does because of this. There really? A lot of doctors were like, I gotta learn about this shit to stop like, this. Right. Actually, that would make a lot of sense because this, if it ended the panic, it's because right. people paid attention because it became national news. Right. Attention was drawn to it. A lot of people said, this is absolutely not right. That's shit crazy. And now we need to go educate these people right. and like figure it out. It's a bacteria. Right. Yeah. And uh, and thanks so to... that's really cool. I like that as a bright side, especially because even though we had the knowledge, the dissemination of it right. wasn't enough. But this final strong, event yeah. led to wider dissemination of the truth. Right. And and in fact, like to to tag onto that, Mercy and the Brown family tragedy really helped end this vampire panic, mm-hmm. which was a nightmare. I mean, it, it is 
mortifying that people were like, I guess the only option is to dig people up. Horrible. And it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. let them be dead. Yeah, because you, I do want to have a moment to, I mean, we take a you know funny stance and stuff, but these were people in some real, like... Rough spots. Yeah, horrible. Like, they were wretched, let's yeah. say. <laughs> and defensive. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we can be sensitive to that for a moment. Uh, that's just horrible because that's a horrible choice. And if you have a person who is a learned person, supposedly, telling you that this is what you need to do, right? you are desperate and you don't want the rest of your family to die. So, I mean, there is a sense in which this was a logical response to the situation was, they found themselves well, in. Well, it was more emotional because if they knew the logic behind it, then you wouldn't feed organs with tuberculosis to the healthy family members. Right, right. Because it's just going to get well, them I mean, it's logical and... without information. It's logical. Right, right, right. And, and it's, well, it's, it's that Which is something we still have to deal with today. Right. Like, I mean, there's an anti-vaccine movement, for Which example. It's mortifying like, to me a because... a bunch of people think that the flu shot gives you the fucking flu. Right. And it's just not true. It's because not Because it's misinformation. So if you're not informed, you can make horrible choices for yourself. Right. You know, so this is still something that we're dealing with today. But this is an example, I think, as a bright spot. This is an example where we're like, okay, a lot of people are making really bad choices. And let's go help that situation. We have knowledge and we can combat this superstition with knowledge. Right. Science is science. Okay, wonderful, creepy Halloween yes. topic. Thank I was you, really Jason excited because I was like, I gotta find something scary, but I don't want to find something too overdone. Oh, no, you so. did great. You Here's did little... great. I've certainly enjoyed myself. I hope our listeners have. Yes. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Go get that chocolate candy and stay away from fucking Jason's house, who's gonna give you Jolly Ranchers or some crap. Ah, uh, Skittles. Jolly Ranchers I'm... are terrible. Oh, finally, we found something that you don't like that's bad. Uh. <laughs> Candy corn is delicious. Ugh, it's disgusting. It's ah, ah. <laughs> but we hope you have a very safe and ho- and wonderful happy Halloween. Yes. Avoid the syringes in the candy and uh, oh, be careful out there. Always make sure to check your wrappers so they haven't been opened. Wrap it up, people. Make sure you practice safe sweets. Remember your candy rubbers. <laughs> uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Boo, bitch. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightsideKandJ, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look look on on the the bright side. side.